0: Her name is Katie, but we're going to call her Katie P, so Katie not, to p. P- <laughs> not to confuse her with our Katie. Katie. C. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Okay, so I have, I'll actually say this. So I have had four pregnancies, but I currently have two living children. Um, I have a 10-year-old, actually 11. He just turned 11. Oh, <gasps> happy birthday. Uh, yeah, Landon. Happy birthday, Landon. He just turned 11. Um... And then I had, we had a miscarriage. Um, my second husband, um, I had divorced and remarried. And um, after our wedding, we actually found out we were pregnant during the wedding. Um,
0: what a buzzkill. No. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, I'm like, ah, <laughs> It's like, what? the? But the unfortunately,
1: reception? we ended up um, losing the baby like New Year's Eve, oh. which, you know, we were, I've, never experienced anything like that before you know um that was devastating but we knew that we wanted to try again and how far along were
0: you when you found out
1: i was just about 12 weeks okay yeah um i it didn't is- have to have any like D and C or anything like that it all just passed naturally um we didn't know what we were having yet um I didn't have any complications that I knew of. Um, They said, you know, in six months, feel free to try again. And um, I'm considered a geriatric pregnancy because I'm over 35.
0: Which Uh, is so bizarre to me that they consider that geriatric. Yes. Wait, is this – this is not your first – this miscarriage is not your first pregnancy? No, Landon was my first. Okay, Landon first. Yes.
1: Then – then this miscarriage okay. was my second.
0: Yeah, it's so weird how they consider that. Mm-hmm. Especially Geriatric. because like, like that's not old at all. It's like, becoming so much more common to people to like start trying like after 30 now. Right. Mm-hmm. So,
1: I don't know, it's weird to me, but okay. I know.
0: <laughs> but they there weren't any no, complications even there, with it. Right with that. Okay.
1: So, they said, you know, at 6 months start trying again if you don't get pregnant right away, you know, maybe seek um, some help from a fertility specialist. So six months came around, we started trying, and it wasn't happening right away. So we went and saw um, down at uh, McGee, we went and saw the fertility specialist down there. And we didn't really get very far. We did a lot of testing, and both of us were fine. Um, There was nothing medically wrong with either of us to prevent another pregnancy from happening and we were just getting ready to go over the next steps and we ended up getting pregnant wow yes so we were very excited about that um love
0: that because i mean that stuff's so expensive right yeah yeah Yeah. yes fortunately we did not the whole process is
1: have to get too far into that
0: Well, that's good yes because i was
1: nervous about that (laughs) and
0: it's it's intense yes um, I have heard a little bit about the process and right. the shots and right and yeah, it's a lot. Right. Like I any woman that goes through that exactly. Is a superwoman because I agree. And it's just like I would be curious if anybody has gone through the IVF pro- process, like mm-hmm. if they want to come talk about it because yeah i think it's something that to be talked about so dm pump and dump (laughs) yeah slide in the dms let us know but (laughs) yeah just from what i've heard i it's a lot so Mm -hmm. i'm glad you didn't have to do that probably a relief i am too when that happened Yeah, yeah
1: for you yeah um so that's when uh we got pregnant with evelyn and everything was fine Um, everything was moving along fine. There were no complications with me. Um, I want to say, um, it was around my birthday and I was approaching 33 weeks, I want to say. And like, like I said, everything was fine. I didn't have any complications or anything like that. And I remember sitting at birthday dinner and I just felt like a really crazy movement in my belly and I I was just thinking oh she's like doing flips in there or something as they do right didn't really think anything of it and then um the next day I don't really remember much from it like when I think back like everything just kind of happened so quickly um but I I remember not feeling as much activity and then the day after that I was at work and I hadn't felt her move for quite some time And I remember the doctor telling me, if you ever, you know, because you're approaching the point where you need to start counting kicks and counting movements. Yes, yes, um,
0: which I never really did. I know. It's, like, so hard to do that because, right? I don't know, I'll be just sitting there chilling and –
1: You get a jab in the ribs.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to be like, oh, where's my timer? Right, right. Right. Is Is that because the closer they get to, like – When you go to um, deliver, like, they have less room and they start to kick less. Someone told me that. Is that false? Is that true?
1: I'm not entirely true. I feel like that could make sense, though.
0: Yeah, I feel like... Because, I like, when I was super close to delivering, like, she definitely... Like, I felt like it was slowing down a little bit. But they were like, well, that's probably because she's running out of room and she's, like, ready to come. Right. But, you know... Makes sense. I don't do my research, so... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) As we've learned in past episodes, Uh, (laughs) Lina wings it. Uh, Well... Yeah, I wonder why do they have you count kicks at that point? I don't know. I guess maybe I'm not sure to look for signs of that of an of a miscarriage, but
1: maybe maybe to look yeah look for signs of inactivity. If right, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Sorry. <laughs> um. So I remember the doctors telling me, you know, um. If you ever get to the point where you're not feeling her move around, just go somewhere quiet, lay down, drink something cold, and start and count kicks. And you want to feel, I want to say it was about 10 kicks in two hours or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, But then
0: you're always like, was that really a kick? Right.
1: Was that gas? Yeah. (laughs) Was it me? Like, (laughs) is my
0: stomach growling? Am I hungry? Right. Yeah. And then... And then when you're focused on it, I'm sure you're analyzing the movement or feelings even more. Right,
1: right. So I went out to my car. I was at work. Oh, wow. And they just had a baby shower for me that day. Oh. And I went to my car, and I took – I think I took, like, a cold can of pop from the fridge. And I started sipping it. I was laying down. I was trying to calm myself down, and – I didn't feel anything. So I called the doctor and they said, okay, well, why don't you just head up to the hospital just in case, you know, we'll hook you up to the monitors and see how everything's going. So I called my husband, told him where I was going. He's like, oh, do you think I should, do you think I should come? And I said, yeah, I I want you to be there. Mm -hmm. And because that really wasn't where my mind was going. Okay. And... I called my mom on the way up and told her what was going on. She was like, oh, Evelyn's fine. You know, she's just sleeping. She's just taking a nap. So we got up there and they want us to go through the emergency department, which they typically do for like if you go to get induced or something, mm-hmm. you have to check in there.
0: Yeah, because 33 weeks, you could potentially even right. go into labor. Right. At that point. So Right.
1: So... We get there, we get into a room, and one of the nurses comes in and starts to hook me up to um, a monitor, kind of like for non-stress tests, yeah. like if you've ever had any of those mm-hmm. before.
0: Yeah, I had to get one. Me too.
1: Yeah. So um, she was moving you know, the little sensor thing around, and I could tell she couldn't find anything, and then she turned the sound down, and I think she was looking for like the wavelengths, and I just had a horrible feeling. And she's like, oh, I'm not, you know, really picking anything up, but we're going to have the doctor come in and we're going to do an ultrasound. So the doctor came in and um, started to do the ultrasound and just looked around for maybe about a minute. And he said, you know, unfortunately, this is not what we want to see. There is no heartbeat. Um, I, I was in complete shock. I don't think I had any kind of reaction. He just, you know, held my hand and said how sorry he was. And, you know, the nurses and everything did the same. And Stephen was there. I don't, I think Stephen was in complete shock, too. We just kind of looked at each other. And Thank God
0: that he came, though. I know.
1: He came, like, as soon as they were about to take me up to the room. So he came just in the nick of time to to be there, thank God.
0: And this is your... Well, at this point, third pregnancy. Third pregnancy. had a baby before. Correct. So, yeah, it definitely would not. I mean, for me, if I feel like that would not have been a thought right. either to cross my mind.
1: Right. And the doctor said, you know, we don't know anything right now as to what caused this. We'll know more once, you know, you deliver the baby. Um, And that kind of hit me, too. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I still have to deliver.
0: That's how they broke the news to you? That you were going to have to deliver the baby
1: pretty much i mean yeah.
0: I, one would point, assume
1: you know at that i mean point going, i wouldn't
0: i wouldn't know yeah what I, yeah how would you know what that would look like because i would at that point i would have just been like oh my goodness i'm processing the loss of my baby and mm-hmm. it wouldn't have even crossed my mind oh my gosh wow. i have to deliver mm-hmm. like because it's so far
1: along right right and it's not like you know they can do like for yeah. miscarriages, if you're so far along, you have to do a d and c well, obviously they can't it's do a fully it's viable exactly baby. Yeah. exactly so um they gave us some time to you know have our moment process everything um, I called my mom, he called his mom, and i when I called my mom i that's when I started to break down and told her you know we lost we lost evelyn and she was like what what are you talking about you lost evelyn and i said she she wasn't moving they didn't find a heartbeat and she just broke down and you know she does like a car share to work so she immediately contacted who she card shared with and
0: i need to get to my
1: yeah i need i need to leave get to her yeah yeah i need to leave i have to go um and this was all during covid as well oh so they weren't really allowing visitors to come in okay So we didn't know, like, if they would be able to come up and at least support us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I asked the doctor when he came back in, I said, is there any chance that our parents can be here with us? And he's like, yeah, when the time comes, you know, just give a heads up to the nurse and we'll make sure that the emergency department knows just send up the grandparents. That was really
0: nice because I know that they can be really kind of shitty about yeah. the visitors and the covid mm-hmm. restrictions, so that was actually really nice that yeah. they were accommodating yes. with that.
1: Both sets of our parents were allowed to be in there with us. Um so they came and visited for a little while and um it all just kind of happened pretty quickly. Um you know, they give you a like they did the intake and everything and we actually got assigned to a room and admitted to the hospital and everything. Um and they started to give medicine that would not quite induce yet because I wasn't even, you know, progressing at this mm-hmm. point. I wasn't dilated. Um I wasn't, you know, effaced or anything. So they had to give me medicine to soften the cervix and um that that was interesting in itself, you know, you're being prepared for delivery but
0: you already know the, the outcome is not what you were anticipating right so when they started to give you the medicine like did you physically feel changes like could you like
1: did you it was full-blown like contractions like, i was gonna labor. say did you get contractions mm-hmm. and everything wow. wow mm-hmm yeah um that's yeah
0: <laughs> so was it pitocin is that or is it something different?
1: Um, the first, I can't remember the name of it. The first thing that I got was not Pitocin. Um, I wish I could remember the name of it. But it was something they they insert. And they described mm-hmm. it as it's kind of like a tampon that has the okay. medicine in it. And I think it's supposed to Kayla say? be there for yes. like 12 hours I or something like that. It was like
0: one that. of us that has said, and, then, yeah. and that softens your cervix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that was step one. Step one. To prepare, yes. yes,
1: okay. Um, and it got to the point where I was starting to get uncomfortable, you know, getting closer to um, the delivery. And they said, Do you want something for pain? You know, there's really no limitations on what you can have, um, given the circumstance. Okay. So they gave me something called New Vein, hmm. um, and it was a miracle it took things away immediately it was an instant was that like through IV? yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so you know they would come in and check and everything and i felt the need to push and out came evelyn out came our our little girl and she looked like a healthy baby like if this didn't happen, she would be here with us. Yeah. Even though she would have been born early. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, they gave... everything that she needed to survive. Yes. Yes. If she
0: were to be born at that point.
1: Yes. So after I delivered, um, I was just kind of in a state of shock. And, you know, they asked you ahead ahead of time, do you want to hold Mm -hmm. the baby when Mm -hmm. she's born? Or do you want us to, you know, take her... Mm -hmm. I said, no, I want to hold her.
0: I definitely feel that I would want to hold mm-hmm. my baby as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. given the circumstances. I mean, that is your baby. Yes. I mean, yeah. you carried her
1: for, I mean, almost full term. Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah, had the connection already with her. Exactly.
1: So. Yeah. Um. So she was born and I got to hold her and she <laughs> was so cute. She was. Yeah, she was a little angel. Um. And we got to have our time with her. Um, we, they they cleaned her up um, and they put on a onesie, wrapped her in blankets, put on her little hat for her. And it was just really crazy because she looked. It was probably so surreal,
0: like yes. almost like an out of body experience. I yes. feel like because I
1: can't even imagine, Katie. I really can't. It's. It's a lot easier to talk about now and get through it without really breaking down. I'm Um,
0: I'm like fighting back tears right now. Yeah, and I just met you two minutes ago. Right, (laughs) or how long we've been going?
1: Right. Um, but it it's also therapeutic to talk about. Like, Mm -hmm. it makes me feel better to talk about her. Mm -hmm. Like, she existed. Yes, she's my daughter. Mm -hmm. She's just not here with us. Yeah. Um, And
0: I hate that people don't feel as comfortable talking about it because mm -hmm. like even just anything in general, once you say it and get it off your chest, you feel better about it. Mm -hmm. Like whether it's something serious Mm -hmm. like this or if it's just something that's bothering you. And and that's why another reason we want to do this because it is so more common than we even know but it is just not talked about Mm -hmm. so if there's like the chance that this can get to someone and Mm -hmm. you know relate to them and have them have a little bit of peace and like understanding Mm -hmm. like that's what we're after
1: right right? and I also want it to be comfortable so that you know family members and friends can feel comfortable talking to this person about it because a lot of people don't talk to me about it because because, it's just
0: an awkward difficult I don't know what to say and Mm -hmm. I don't want to make you upset
1: and but I I love talking about her you know I'm think about her every day so why not talk about her every day Mm -hmm. um so you know she was born we had her time with her and the way that the hospital staff the nurses the doctors they were angels Mm -hmm. I they were emotional with me. They prayed with me. Wow. They um cried with me. It was it was I get goosebumps just thinking I'm, about that. I just like to I'm going to cry.
0: <laughs> but they that's they get connected too. Yes. I I don't know how they do that job. I
1: don't either. Because don't.
0: you you see so much and you probably know like how this is just breaking somebody. Right. Right. and there's nothing you can do. You right. know you're the nurse, you're the doctor, you're yeah. supposed to make things better right. and yeah, I that would be so tough, but I'm so glad that they were supportive of you. They
1: were absolute angels. Um they bring in a bassinet that is hooked up to um a cooling fan. So it's kind of like an air conditioned bassinet like that keeps yes, that keeps the baby at a safe temperature. Um, We could have held her the entire time if we wanted lay her down in the bassinet. She could, she stayed in the room with us. You know, we had, I don't want to say quite 24 hours with her. Um, But they said, you know, we can keep her as long as we like or whenever you're ready, let us know. And, you know, they would take her. Um, And the things that they provided, for her like I couldn't imagine surviving that experience without things that they gave us you know mm-hmm. they gave us the clothes that they put yeah. on her mm-hmm. they, because
0: you were not we had nothing you were not prepared for yeah. this
1: right, right at that moment right we didn't have our like regular baby shower yet We, I didn't have a hospital bag packed. you know we had we had nothing
0: well, even if you did at this point going to the hospital you the thought you word, had more thinking, time right you were going any of this was happening right
1: right so they had um i want to say they had like two onesies a couple blankets um i have a teddy bear that was in there in the bassinet with her and i sleep with it every night um and we call it our Evie bear and um they gave us a little memory box and it's really really pretty it's like um a really pretty ivory fabric and it has a little satin bow tie on it and you open it up and it has like a place where you can put her picture, a place that has all of her like birth um, details, okay. height, weight, you know, everything. Um,
0: do they still do like the, the footprint? And yes, everything we got like footprints. Oh.
1: Um, we got her hospital bracelets mm-hmm. and um, they had a little, Pillow, like they gave her a bath and everything, and mm-hmm. then in the room in front of us, and they had a little pillow that her head would rest on, like a little heart shaped pillow. Um, so that was in there too. They had little clips of her hair wow. that they put in there for us. Did she have a lot of hair? She I did. Hair to clip off. Wow. Yes, yes. She had a lot of hair. Um, I'm trying to think what else they had in there. Just things that we'll cherish forever. That's really special. They did a handprint in um like a clay oh, mold. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. So we have her little hand.
0: Oh. That's really like I would have, have never thought. I know. that they would provide all that. I had no idea.
1: I, neither did I. She said that there is a group, I want to say it's a church group that knits blankets for these kind of situations. Mm-hmm. And they do get donations sometimes of baby clothes, but the nurse said that they do go to like secondhand stores and just buy um, baby clothes to have for these kind of situations or unexpected births, yeah. you know, where the parents don't have anything. Um, so that really, that really touched my heart. Yeah, and that's,
0: that's I, amazing <laughs> that they do
1: that. I couldn't imagine not having those things. You know mm-hmm. and one of the onesies and one of the blankets you know she was buried in and that was the other thing that we weren't even expecting we have to prepare to bury our child Um, thankfully my family is in the funeral business so my uncle came up and you know took our baby and prepared her and everything and they have little baby coffins mm-hmm. Um and we had, you know, a, f- a full-blown... I mean, we didn't have any kind of, like, service or anything. We just met at the gravesite, and that, mm-hmm. like, we had to buy... Stephen and I had to buy our, our burial plots yeah. so that we would have somewhere to bury her.
0: Another mm-hmm. thing you never thought you'd have to do at this moment. You right. Know, it's a lot of decisions that you're, like, pressed to make at that point. Right. When you don't want to be thinking about that. You right,
1: know? right. So um, we we buried our child we had we had her baptized before we left the hospital Mm -hmm. we did call our reverend and he came up and baptized and that was a very touching and emotional moment um
0: he came to the hospital yes
1: yes he came to the hospital and we like i said our parents were with us ever since she was born Mm -hmm. so they were with us they got they got got to hold her the whole time yes everybody got to hold evelyn um which was important to me because they lost their grandchild. Yeah. You know, we lost our daughter, but they lost their grandchild. Um I didn't quite know how to tell our son. Um yeah.
0: at this point he's 8, 10. 10. Oh, I thought now he's 10. He's almost He 11. just turned 11.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he well okay. he would have been so this happened in 2021. Almost yeah. 10. Oh, yeah, okay. so he he would be turning 10, yeah. Turning 10, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. When you said COVID, I'm thinking like 2020, March. 20- I don't <laughs> no. know. I well, I was... remember because you had messaged me and um, – because the salon was back open. Mm-hmm. So I just remember you messaging me and, you know, you came in and I just – I it's one of those things. You don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's why I just remembered I wanted to, like, get you a few things and mm-hmm. just say, like, I'm here for you. Because yeah. that's all you can do is just – You can't say, like, oh, I know what you're going through. We will never know what what you went through. Right, But just having people, you know, be there. you're here. And that's
1: huge. That's huge to have that support. And I'll always be so thankful to to have you. (laughs) I feel like we have a special bond at this point. (laughs) I
0: agree. Like, so many of my clients, I honestly consider friends now. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's more than, you know someone that I see every few
1: weeks to do right. hair
0: nails like I I really do love you guys I know
1: Aww. we love you too <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah we had to figure out how to tell our son um and we did tell him prior to delivering so I had my parents um pick him up from the school bus and um take him to their house and we just had to have a conversation with him over FaceTime. Wow. Um, and he was so... Ex- all he wanted was a sibling. That's all he wanted. Um, and he was devastated. He started crying immediately. Broke my heart. I mean, I, it's...
0: Like, how do you even put into words to try to make them understand?
1: Right. Right. When and you don't understand yourself. Exactly. So... Exactly. Um but he has such an old soul. Like he is such a unique and special kid. Um, he's very in touch with other people's emotions. So he did what he could to be strong for me, for his mom. You know, and it's he's just so sweet. Um, we talked about having him come up and meeting her and holding her if he felt it was okay. Um, I kind of thought maybe it would be a closure kind of mm-hmm. thing for him, you know, to see that she is real. Mm-hmm. She did exist. She's your sister. I was just going to say that. Yep. You know, um, but I don't think he felt comfortable. I think he was thinking, I'm going to be coming up and seeing my my sister who has died. Yes. You know. You know, I think that kind of scared him a little bit. That's, that's tough yeah but um after she was born and you know all swaddled and you know um cleaned up and everything we did facetime with him again and he got to see her oh. so um we visit her gravesite pretty often uh we actually you were there yesterday right yeah. yeah yeah we just went and put a grave pillow on there for the holiday season um it's just some evergreen with like a red bow um and it's really sweet when we have him with us um we do our. I do my little goodbye. I always, you know, kiss my hand and put it down on the gravesite and say my goodbyes. And he always stays behind and has his own goodbye with her.
0: Oh. He yeah. he seems that like me. the sweetest. Like when I see that pictures is. of him. Yeah. He, he seems like a little angel.
1: He is. I don't know where he came from, but I thank God every <laughs> day for him. <laughs> I
0: know. I, like I said, I just met you, but you seem like a very sweet. <laughs>
1: she is. Cute. She is. Um, But, yeah, so the things that, like, the hospital gave us, we still have those things. And every now and then I like to go back and look through them. And I took that teddy bear with me everywhere. I went for probably – a good 2 months. You know, if I was going to the store, that teddy bear came with me. That was That Evelyn. was it was it touched her. You yeah. know, that had my baby scent on her mm-hmm. and I just anytime I feel anxious, if I just hug that bear, I just have relief, you know. Um and I always think about I know I'm not the only one that this has happened to. Sure, it's pretty rare that it happens. And, um, but I know I'm not the only one. So I needed to do something about that. And I couldn't imagine, like I said, not having those things. So I just wanted to collect teddy bears. I just kind of put the word out and say, Hey, I'm collecting teddy bears. I want to donate them to, The hospital for families that go through situations like this, when they go to the hospital, maybe they're expecting to bring home their baby, but something tragic happens and they can't. And that
0: helped you so much.
1: Yes. It was a huge therapy for me, therapeutic. Um, So we collected a bunch. I took up, I think, like two garbage bags of, I hate to say garbage bags. It's not garbage. (sighs) Teddy, um, bags. teddy bags teddy bear bags yes we t- i dropped them off and they were like so surprised like
0: we're not expecting
1: yeah that we were not that. expecting that and they were so touched and they sent a really nice card and like all the nurses signed it mm-hmm. and they it just felt nice that they i mean appreciated it appreciated it and they felt a connection with me mm-hmm. and they remembered everything that we went through they called to check up on us mm-hmm. wow um
0: you're not just, like, another patient.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Because
0: even still, and we've talked about this through our birth stories, that, you know, this is more common for them to experience. Mm-hmm. Again, like you said, maybe not super common. Right. But I'm sure they've experienced it more often than right. the normal person. So for them to, you know, understand that mm-hmm. it wasn't just an any day for you. Right. And it wasn't any day for them either. Right. It, right. it impacted them. Yes. And, I talk to um, – I, th- I mention her every time. Katie, we need to get you on here. K- Katie, <laughs> my cousin Katie. There's mm-hmm. too many Katys. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's a NICU nurse, and she sh- she just tells me stories about how connected she is to these babies because, well, in her s- scenario, it's more so she's caring for them for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But even still, like, sometimes they, they still don't make it at that point, right. and, and she's just as devastated as – anybody
1: yeah. else so yeah and that's glad what... that you
0: formed those bonds because it for the i guess my point to that was the nurses perspective mm-hmm. is they appreciate that bond too mm-hmm. and they do love you mm-hmm. as much as right like anybody else would so
1: um so I didn't want to overload the hospital with like teddy bears. Teddy bears, like they're going to have a room just filled with stuffed teddy <laughs> You're bears. Like, I'm making it
0: my mission. <laughs> We're going to find every teddy bear on the earth the earth's surface. All
1: right. So I thought, well, I'm sure they have to go and either spend their own money. Which the nurse did say whenever they go buy like the secondhand clothes and stuff, mm-hmm. they that comes out of their money. Like they do that wow. to out make of the sure, of their heart. right? Yeah. So. It, to give them some relief I ended up um I wanted to set up a fund actually for Evelyn I like to call it Evie's Teddies I, I, love, <laughs> I love that it Are
0: doesn't serious?
1: yeah it doesn't really have like an official name but I spoke to Evie's
0: Teddies that's official right We're putting it it's on this podcast um claiming it?
1: <laughs> no. Um, so I talked to the head of the, I want to say it's it's combined, like the Westmoreland Hospital and the Frick Hospital Foundation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so there's a memorial fund set up for Evelyn, and you can go to the hospital's wes- website to donate um, in memory of Evelyn, and you can select that on there. And um, we get like a little notice in the mail saying, you know, so-and-so donated, you know – Mm-hmm. whatever towards Evelyn's fund. So before we put the fund in place, I collected, you know, had a fundraiser and it was just, you know, just putting something out there like, Hey, this is our story. I couldn't imagine a family going through this and not having something to take home of their child. Yes. So we actually were able to raise um, $1,200 to put into her fund. And mm-hmm. it's specifically designated for the labor and delivery unit for that specific reason. Wow. So, to go
0: get items right. for these parents.
1: Right. For the parents, for the babies. That's Even if there's like, you know, if if Landon had been there to experience mm-hmm. that with us, you know, to give something to the sibling, like yes. yeah. this was your sibling's, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that you're going to have forever. Yeah. Something he, to
0: cherish, hold on to, yes. just physically touch.
1: He wanted to. And I feel so for saying it, but he wanted to sleep with my Evie Bear.
0: And you're like, no, it's my Evie Bear.
1: I, well, I let him, but I mm-hmm. I had a blanket at first, too. So mm-hmm, I just okay. snuggled with a blanket that night. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to do this again. So I ended up finding the exact same teddy bear. So right. he has his own Evie Bear that he sleeps with, and I have my Evie Bear. Oh. I know it's...
0: I think that's very important for a child's perspective, though, mm-hmm. to have – because it's so hard for him to probably understand and process that, mm-hmm. but to have a physical, tangible, right item to correlate right with, mm-hmm. with his sister—that's mm-hmm. that's huge. Mm-hmm. So almost like you said, to like know that she was real, she yes. existed. It's yes. not just a memory in his She's head. She's there with him every day, mm-hmm. with you both every mm-hmm. day, with you all. I yes. Say. yes, every day. Yes. Something he can hug, touch, mm-hmm. feel. Yeah, yeah, and, and just validate like this was, this is this my is sister. sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah. Yep. That's amazing. Um, we can. We're definitely going to share the link as well, Thank like you. on I our really podcast um, page, um, pump and dump page for sure. Um, that's amazing that you did that, and you're without even knowing it, you're touching so many other I hope families. So. Yeah, um, that's amazing. It's, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: It, it's something like extremely traumatic and tragic to go through, and just to give a little bit of comfort is all yes I could ever want for mm-hmm. these families you know and if there is anybody out there that has gone through this that needs someone to talk to like Reach out. send me a message like I'm more than happy I'll meet you I'll talk to you on the phone we can email back little and support forth group yes something. absolutely absolutely yeah,
0: us, us moms we we need it we need to have our own little hmm just group or right. people that understand because right. not everybody does right, and that's yeah, I mean it's really important mm-hmm. and to understand your a, very, a similar scenario because like Marlena said, we won't and it might never be able to under like it might be hard empathize, talking to because we don't know yeah, it might be hard talking to like me who like you know I have a baby and I am a mom, but I haven't experienced that grief mm-hmm So Mm -hmm. it's important to, you know, have someone. And like I said, people don't talk about it. So it's right. And it's like, oh, I don't want to just, you know, reach out. But like this is we're telling you reach out. We're us moms. We're here for you. We got to stick together. Yeah. But I also want you to talk about um, sweet baby Eliana. Of course. Well, yeah. Before you transition to your, the your next baby, uh, did you ever get any answers? Did they test? Oh do tests yes. Or? Yes.
1: So as soon as she was born, they saw that the umbilical cord was wrapped three times around her neck. Wow. So they called that a nuchal cord, mm-hmm. um, and that's ultimately what what took her life. Um, they asked if we wanted to have testing done. Um, on they could test her they could test um the amniotic fluid which in the placenta i believe um which they ended up doing the placenta anyway and they didn't find anything Mm. out of the ordinary in there and we declined the testing because we knew that's that's what happened no need to further drag it out and we had the closure that that's what happened there was nothing wrong with me there was nothing wrong with the baby just God needed her more than I did. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't know. Um. But the other thing, like, you, you don't think about, okay, I lost my baby. I still need to deliver her. Now I have to bury her. Mm-hmm. And even after that, I still have to go through postpartum. Uh, I, yes. My milk still came in. Yes. You're still dealing with all the postpartum funness of a pregnancy after losing your child and you have
0: all of that on top of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, all the, you know, losing your hair, all the hot flashes, you know, everything that that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Um but so how did you um
0: work through that? Um, I guess more
1: specifically like the milk
0: thing. Like how did did you just pump till
1: that actually t- um dissipated pretty quickly. I did um, – Because I guess at
0: the beginning it would have just been your colostrum, so it wouldn't right. have been the, the full milk.
1: Right, right, right. Um, so it dissipated pretty quickly because, um, I uh, I mean, obviously I wasn't doing anything to make the milk produce. Right. So I think it just kind of went away on its own. And I remember, like, with when, with my son Landon, I couldn't breastfeed. It didn't work with mm-hmm. us and my milk dissipated pretty quickly I had maybe had like a couple days of you know uncomfortable yeah engorgement but then it just kind of dried up and mm-hmm. that was that um but a huge shout out to my husband Stephen love you yeah, <laughs> um he he was great he's a really great support system and in the back of my mind I kept saying you know you're not the only one that's going through this you need to check on him too Um, And, you know, he had his moments, you know, it's something that everybody had to go through. Everybody lost her. You know, it's not just us. It was Landon. It was the grandparents, you know, my sister. Yeah. My sister flew in from Arizona right away. And um, her and I have a special relationship. Didn't quite get together, uh, get along when growing up, but.
0: What sisters really do, you know? Right. Now we're
1: really close. We FaceTime all the time. Older, but sh- younger? She's older. I'm the baby of the family.
0: Oh,
1: me too. Um, But she was my rock through this. You know, she showed up and she would not cry in front of me. She held it together and she got me anything I needed. Like, do you need me to do anything? And, you know, whenever you have like a death in the family, a lot of the family comes over to mm-hmm. mourn with you. And she would just kind of like casually come up to me and whisper in my ear do you do you want me to tell them to leave like are you okay like what do you <laughs> we need? all
0: need right a sister like that yeah or somebody yeah. like that because... so
1: she was really great um everybody everybody was you know no one knows what to say or mm-hmm. what to do but somehow they Sometimes all figured it nothing, out yeah right? just like, being there yeah just being there i loved having them there just being and surrounded by love and support right right exactly um so that's pretty much the story of our, our Evelyn Grace. And I always look out for signs for her. And um, I read this book about signs. I want to say the author's name is Laura Lynn Jackson, okay. I want to say. Um, and she sends us signs. You know, yeah. little white butterflies are my sign, and I see them all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's really sweet. Um,
0: What's the book called? Do you know? Remember? Mm-hmm. You'll have to send it to me. We'll yeah, like I'll have it. to send
1: it to you. I want to say it's either called Signs or Sign Language or something like that. Um, but yeah, she's a medium. Oh. And my dream is to, like, have a session with a medium. Yeah. To see if my little Evie comes through. Yeah. Because that would just melt my heart, you know. And I have I have a journal. My friend gave me a journal. Um, that really helped. That was really therapeutic to just... I would just have little conversations with her in my journal. And that, you know, makes me feel better. Um, A lot of things that people give, you know. Um, It was just really special to have those things. Um, But now we have our Eliana. Yes.
0: (laughs) She is so stinking cute. Um, So how... How long after did you, was it before you got pregnant with her?
1: Um, Again, we knew that we wanted, we desperately wanted a baby, you know. I remember you
0: telling me when you came in, like, I'm pregnant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It happened, I want to say it happened pretty quickly. So um, I would say we waited the six months and then tried again. Yeah. And they say to wait the six months so that, like, your body has time to heal and kind of Get back to its right. normal hormone levels or yes. Yeah. So you're prepared to be pregnant again. Um and so Evelyn was born on April sixteenth and Eliana was born April twenty eighth of
0: twenty twenty two. Wow. Mm-hmm. If that isn't a sign Right. I don't know what is. Right. The chances of you getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. At the same, yeah, that's almost the same exact I'm like, time. Mm-hmm. Wow, I know. That's she's unbelievable. Little, honestly, yeah. that's
1: she's our other little and, angel and the girl.
0: Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. yeah. amazing. Yeah. So how was that process and um, pregnancy?
1: It was very nerve wracking. I bet. Um, but again, I went with the same um, OB and the same you know doctor team, and they knew that I was going to be on the edge of my seat pretty much the entire time. and How could you not? Right. I mean, you kind of always are
0: right. anyways right. because it is a very... Right. I don't um, even know the words. It's a trauma that, a that you're going to carry yeah. with you, and you're always going to have that extra, you know, just like overprotective, I feel. Well, even right. just...
1: A normal pregnancy, yeah. you're on the edge of your I seat. I feel like anything Anything I would be
0: like, is this normal? Right. Mm-hmm. Is this supposed to happen? What's right. going... Because you, you don't really know. I mean, you do what? three ultrasound three four ultrasounds the whole entire nine months yeah so you don't really see what's going on a lot right. you're just going off of right those appointments to check the heartbeat and mm-hmm. feeling kicks once you get to that point
1: right so right so um they were really good with the, with my pregnancy they said you know we're gonna do everything we can we're gonna do extra you know checking up on you not necessarily extra like appointments um mm-hmm. but when it gets closer to the time um, probably after 32 weeks, we're going to set you up for um, weekly non stress tests. Okay. And we're going to do um, weekly, I want to say it's a biophysical that I had done weekly. What um, is that? And that was so they would, it's essentially a test for the baby, and it has to get 10 points either eight or ten points they and they check like heard for yeah. um like the amniotic fluid mm-hmm. they check for certain movements they check for the baby practicing breathing um and then the non-stress test i believe is like two other points that go with it so they want to and you get like a little clicker thing mm-hmm. and you get the monitors on your belly and they measure the kicks and you Mm -hmm. press the button every time you feel a kick I remember having to do that so they want you to have so many in a certain time frame and if you don't pass the test then they send you up to labor and delivery for like a more in-depth testing
0: okay
1: Um, and the only time I had that done was right before I had her Mm -hmm. Um, and I ended up going into labor oh (laughs) she was just telling you she was ready
0: I'm ready I'm ready. Yeah. And how far along were you?
1: I was, I went in just a couple days before I was going to be induced. So I was like 38-ish okay. weeks. Um, I, they said, you know, we're going to induce you at 39. You know, we don't want you to have to, we want to get this baby out and mm-hmm. in your arms yeah. as soon as we can and as yeah. safe as we can. Um. So they were, they were really great with now i remember doing check-ups.
0: you telling me you did have uh some kind of device that you could check your the heartbeat at home too mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that gave this. you a little extra the fetal doppler yeah. yeah
1: my cousin she had one um she has two kids and she had that as well and she knew that i was going to be like on the edge of my seat mm-hmm. as well um so she let me use her fetal doppler so we would check in on eliana every now and then um and that was soothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Did it work well? I feel Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I, some people. I would be nervous
0: I wouldn't use it right. And then. That's what the doctor said. <laughs> like. I can't hear what
1: it's We don't really recommend that because if you can't find the heartbeat, yeah. it's just probably because you're in the wrong spot yeah. and that's going to send you into a panic. Mm-hmm. But I was able to find it right away. Mm-hmm. So. She was strong. hmm She was. Oh, so I, were
0: there. I was going to say, were there any, with the cord wrapping around, like, is there any rhyme or reason to that? Or it just...
1: She, yeah, just, like, the cord just kind of, like, flows in there Mm -hmm. with her, and it just happened to To... wrap around her neck, whether she was playing with it. They said that sometimes babies do that. Hmm. Sadie did that. Yeah. They
0: said that she was constantly, like, holding on to it and, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's not a lot of room in there. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. So, but yeah, we, um, you know, Eliana had a little, little scare that wasn't, you know, nearly the same as Evelyn. But like she just had, um, they thought maybe a kidney issue, like maybe she had a blockage in her urethra um, or uterine. Um So we went and saw like a baby kidney Specialist pediatric urology, I want to say it is. Hmm. And everything ended up, once she was born, it all, you know, cleared itself. So she was, she was good to go. That's good. Yeah. So she had a clean bill of health. And her name in Hebrew means God has answered.
0: Oh, I love that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought you were just going for like the Evelyn Eliana, like sounded similar. (laughs) We were torn between Sophie
1: and Eliana. And as soon as she was born, I was like, it's, it's Eliana. Yeah, is mm-hmm.
0: she is so cute. Like, and when you would bring her to the nail appointments, she is so good. Like, she is like so chill. chill. Yeah, minus the not sleeping thing, right? Yeah, you're telling yeah. us about well.
1: I think I think she misses you, Marlena, because
0: I miss her. <laughs> she
1: was not a happy camper when I would bring her in with Liv. Oh,
0: I need. She, I think her
1: attention span shortened. <laughs>
0: yeah, we need to. um i need to have like her meet sadie yeah oh my gosh yeah she's so precious too (laughs) we just got your
1: holiday card it's adorable
0: yours is on my (laughs) fridge (laughs) she's eight months now right
1: yeah on the 28th she'll be eight months it's crazy I don't think yeah. she's going to crawl because she has no desire to be on her stomach. Really? Yeah. She just wants to stand all the time. Straight oh, to walking.
0: Just... Skip. I don't need to crawl. Yeah. I'm going to run to where I need to go. <laughs> and seeing Landon with her. Oh. oh, my gosh. Yeah. How is he, he through this? is the, Amazing. Like, well, from the pictures I've seen, mm. he is so smitten with her. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, it's so cute.
1: Yeah. He went on a trip with his dad and stepmom for his birthday. Um And we did FaceTime while he was away. And Eliana just lit up as soon as she saw him. And he's the only one that can really get her to laugh. And it's so precious. Yeah. He always wants to hold her. And he wants to give her kisses on the forehead. (laughs) Always has to say goodnight to her. I love that. You know, calls her my sissy. That's my sissy. My heart. And we were just watching. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) We were just watching. um, I can't even remember what we were watching. Some like feel good story and it was a video of like an elementary school and all the kids were like lying the hallways and you know how seniors kind of go back to their elementary schools to like oh, go yeah. see their teachers before mm-hmm. they graduate well these were football players and the little girl had a brother that was a football player that was graduating and he, she saw him in the hallway and he stopped and like picked her up and hugged her and carried her with him and Landon was oh. like that's gonna I'm be gonna me do... and Eliana."
0: Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that is, sweet that's a really neat age gap
1: yes i was a little worried really yes because i i want them to have a you connection. know a connection right. you know so uh, that's
0: almost the same as sadie and riley right yeah oh yeah almost nine in your he's more like 11 yeah but yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah but i fear not the connection is there
0: <laughs> he is <laughs> he's gonna be so protective i was just of yes. her. say that He's oh, gonna yeah. be her like warrior. Like. Yeah,
1: he's already said if anyone ever picks on her <gasps> or bullies her, oh, they're getting tackled. Yes, or once the date or okay. One day. No. Oh gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I just I'm so happy that she is beautiful and perfect in mm. every single way. Yeah. As was Evelyn, she just she'll always be with you even oh, if yeah. she's not here. Absolutely. And I wear
1: her all the time. Yes. I have a little footprint on my necklace. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's I special. I can't imagine but I'm so grateful that you have been able to, you know, mm-hmm. grow from it and share your story yeah. because it's going to help so many people and you already have with the the GoFund or the the GoFundMe the website. No, it's just a
1: memorial memorial fund. Memorial yeah. fund. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: yeah, I. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Are you still d- collecting teddies?
1: Um. Yes. People. actually a woman at work. Um. She just gave me a bag full of teddy bears. She was like, Oh, I just want to make sure you're still collecting. I'll always take teddy bears. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Doesn't even have to be a teddy bear. Could be oh, a bunny. Could okay. be any cute little stuffed thing okay. that someone can hug and feel comfort
0: yeah I, I think we're starting to create a little platform so That'd i would like if anybody has items that they want to donate little stuffed animals yeah reach out to one of us and we can start a little collection that would be amazing like a toys for tots but it's evie's teddies evie's teddies i, I love I, that seriously i love that that is very cute yeah that's so sweet
1: yeah that's my goal
0: well, we are so grateful for you to come on and share your story. I'm
1: glad you asked me. I'm yeah. so honored to Marlena. be here.
0: <laughs> well, we are happy as well. Um, yeah, you're awesome. And thanks. I'm just so, so happy. So. We're all
1: awesome. Awesome moms. All moms. All mm-hmm. moms are rock stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dads are too, but moms are a little a little um, more.
0: Yeah, they're okay. Dads are okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, thanks for listening, guys. And like I said, if you guys want to reach out and DM us about anything that you've gone through feel free cuz we're always here for you mhm yeah thanks uh for listening all right see you bye. guys bye